Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about theme park. Ooh. But before we get into theme park, Aaron, we have quite a bit of feedback um, from last week's show. Oh, yeah? Okay. So. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But. <laughs> well, most of it was positive, thank goodness. Oh, okay. Um, and the first bit of feedback comes from uh, Amigo Chris Folds. And uh, he says, um, last week during the pre-show, I talked about how I was embarking on a challenge. And uh, he's going to do it, too. So uh, I know we didn't talk about this on the show, but I figured I'd share it with everybody in the wider show audience, just in case anybody wanted to take part. So he, Chris writes, after listening to the post show, it got me thinking. Me and my wife between us have over 70 unread books, 100 plus unread magazines, and literally hundreds of unplayed computer games, including many so-called classics. And with my Switch coming, it adds a pile of other masterpieces, apparently. So we are going to attempt the 2018 Boat Challenge. From January 1st, we are going to attempt not to buy a single book, magazine, or computer game. And we are canceling all but one magazine subscription each. He's keeping Retro Gamer, she's keeping BBC Good Food. It's about time we sat back and enjoyed what we own rather than adding to the pile. I have discovered I have two games still in shrink wrap for my PS4 that I got for Christmas last year. That is just shameful. So uh, for those of you that are not Patreon supporters that didn't get to listen to the post show last week, um, I was looking around, just in general, doing an assessment of my life, and I realized I just have so many magazines, uh, books, and video games that I have never even played that are just in piles everywhere, like behind us. 99% of these games on the shelf behind us I have not put in a system one time. Really? Yeah. You yeah. never played some of these? I've never played some of these. This row of 7,800 games, never played them. So, that is shameful. Yeah. Though. He's yeah. right about that. So, my, uh, the, what, what has now been termed, now been coined by Chris Folds, the boat challenge. Uh, I am not going to buy any uh, new or used video games, books, or magazines. I'm going to spend a year just using and enjoying what I have. So, if anybody else wants to sign up and take the boat challenge, uh, let me know. We can we can get this thing going and uh, and make a movement out of this thing. Enjoy what you've got. And if you don't have that much, well then don't take the boat challenge. Keep buying more. I'm not I'm not going to participate in the boat <laughs> challenge. I'm going to participate in the stuff that you don't pick up. I'm going to run over and get it real quick. All right, that for, sounds for a good. Song. It'll be a it'll be a um, cheap guy challenge. That's right. <laughs> um, we also got feedback from um, let's see Matthew Peron. Ooh. All right. All right. Uh, he says, hey, guys, great podcast. I love it. Just discovered this a couple weeks ago, and now I'm going through all the back catalog of podcasts you guys did. You think I should do this in my Canadian-French accent? Is he Canadian, French-Canadian yeah. guy? Yeah. I, no, I, I think he probably shouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to make them mad. Let me introduce myself a little. My name is Matthew Perron. First name, pronounced Matthew. I'm French-Canadian. I live in 
I'm not even gonna give it a shot, dude. Chico to me, Chico to me, Quebec, Canada, and I'm 38 years old. I grew up with the following systems: Coleco Gemini. Whoa, you, you heard of the Coleco Gemini? Uh, no. Me neither. I have no Clico idea what that is. Coleco Gemini. Unless that was. I thought the Gemini was the uh, it was in television's uh, gimmick. I don't know. I don't know either. I'll look into that one. So uh, Matthew, let us know what the Coleco Gemini is. Um, then he had a C64, an Amiga 500 with the RAM expansion. And then later on, got a PS1 and a PC, etc. He says, I have the most love for the C64 and Amiga. He still has his original C64 plus an extra one and his Amiga tank mouse, although his monitor died a long time ago. And he writes, strangely, I had a couple of cousins with Amigas and we managed to get a good amount of games and a whole lot of fun and memories. He says, I'm now a proud supporter of the Amigos podcast. Thank you. And I'd like you to please use my real name on the Patreon supporter list. No problem. Uh, he says, thank you so much for a great entertainment, and I wish Santa brings you a bunch of new Patreon supporters this Christmas. Long live the Amigos, from Matthew Perron. Wow, that was nice. That's, yeah. a, nice, that's a nice little email. So, thank you know, you, it's Matthew. funny, Canada had a lot more Amiga support than the States. Mm -hmm. They also got the CD32 that we didn't get. Everybody had more Amiga support than the States, almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, By the way, I'm just, I, I've been sick all week, so if... I will try my best not to cough in the mic or generally sound snotty. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I get... That's all right. That's yeah. all right. We're just glad you're here. Thank you, Boat. Next up is Paul Kitching. This is the Paul Kitching that is the game savant, not the, the Paul Kitching that stomped everyone's hiney in the Amigo Challenge number four. He is. Uh, he sent us a PayPal donation. He says, hi, John. Just a small thank you for you both doing the show. I've been along for the ride since episode one, and it's been fun to watch and take part in some live chats and game challenges. So, uh, yeah. And then we had... Uh, Paul is the man. If you watched his, if you watched his uh, efforts on uh, Turrican, I don't know if you watched his video submission. He it is. Was, it literally took up a, a, a third of the whole video. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his is like... That's one of the reasons I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all to one screen because he his, it was unbelievable. In fact, the last three guys took up the majority of that whole video. They were all incredible players. And uh, Matthew actually, he had one more comment that he wrote in. He says, um, he says, uh, it was it's about the. Uh, he says we simply must play. Um, Mortville or Mortville Manor, which we talked about last right. week. This is the game that allegedly had the in-game speech, right? Right, right, right. And he said that uh, he said it was one of the games that fascinated him as a child. It's unbelievably hard without the internet, though. With the internet, you can beat it in less than five minutes. Oh so. wow! wow. <laughs> and he said that there's a there's a sequel called Manupiti Island, Manupiti Island that you must check out. So thanks for that. Um, and that concludes this week's uh, this week's mailbag. We now, may have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. it's intriguing to it me. Is. That, and also, I've, I've not heard of it. So, it's like I said, last week's the first time I've heard of it. So. Right. So we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, uh, as you can see, we have uh, a plethora of Thanksgiving goodness. Uh, it's lovely, bro. Here, here in Amigos you said the table. Where's week? the turkey, bro? Oh, the turkey. It's a little early for turkey. You know, I figured it's, if we were recording our normal time, then I'd have the big spread. Oh, but I, I figured. See. I figured it's hard. It's hard. It would be hard to eat that early in the morning. Oh no, it's not. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite easy actually. Um, so, how was your Thanksgiving? It was quite nice. Uh, we had nice. I mean, I was sick, but uh, that much said, I soldiered on and. Uh, we had the family around, and it was uh, it was an embarrassment of riches. To be honest, my mom put together a really nice meal uh, with my dad, 
and had just a slew of people over, and it was great. We had a real good time. So uh, for those of you that aren't aware of what Thanksgiving is, uh, or maybe have know the name just from TV or whatever, Thanksgiving is sort of the, the biggest, I'd say it's the biggest family holiday of the year. Um, it's, yes. It's, it's, it's when families come together and eat a lot of food and uh, just enjoy being around each other, and, and football is a big part of it for uh, American families, too, a lot of them. It wasn't um, a big part of it in my house. Yeah. My mom's, we, I watched about five minutes of the Cowboy game, that's pretty much all I watched. I'm <laughs> that, serious. That, that's that, all. that killed your, uh, your desire to watch it? You know, anymore. it's just a lot. Of, we were just chatting, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it, there's a lot of, you know, it's good. Hey, it's good to get together with your It's yeah. almost like a little mini family reunion it is. You know, every it is. year. That's exactly what it is. So um, it, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? You know, I like cranberry sauce, and it has to be the can, the generic canned kind. Mm-hmm. The kind that's it's just it's, it's when like you a top, when you pop it out, it just has the it still looks like the can. <laughs> yeah, and the, my mom buys some every year, and no one eats it but me every year. Well, that's and, okay. and then I get to take what's left home. Yeah, so I have that's a winner. So, right there. so I would say that uh, um, I love I like the desserts, uh, pumpkin pie with a crap load of. Uh, you know, Chad brought over a pumpkin pie, and he brought over one of those whipped cream, you know, the things where you, it's all in the can, you shake it, and you mm. shoot it out, right? My kid had never seen that before. Oh. So I told him to come over here, and I shot some of that in his mouth, and he loved it. And so he was walking around. <laughs> he thought that was the best. It you know, is he the could, best. He could not He's, believe not that, wrong. you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like the desserts. I know it's stunning, but mm. I really like it all. Mm. It's stunning again, but... uh I would say the cranberry sauce would be my favorite thing. For me, I could eat just a big plate of stuffing. I yeah. love stuffing. Um, it doesn't matter if it's stovetop or if it's homemade. I slightly prefer the stovetop, I think, just because I know what I'm getting into. But uh, there's just something about bread and salt and grease. <laughs> so it's all the best things did you, in the Did world. you guys have a proper turkey that was stuffed? Yeah. Did you, yeah. We had, mom gets a sliced turkey mm-hmm. every year, right? And um, I... Uh, I think I prefer it. Yeah, I think I do. I don't. I, well, don't there is something to be said for the into, you know. for the ease of ease of eating. It is a lot easier. <coughs> That's know. right. Yeah, you know, and pre- and prepping, I mm-hmm. guess, would be easier too. Sure. You know, I will say, um, not to get mushy, but it was. It's a one time of the year. Really, you think about the less fortunate folks. I mean, we're not. Ain't none of us are are, are wealthy, but you know, we do, we do pretty good. We do, and, do pretty and, well, and we. Yeah. As much complaining and moaning as I as I do throughout the year about money, uh, it's uh, uh, it was nice. It was and I felt very fortunate, mm-hmm. and also very fortunate to have my family around. Uh, you know, there's uh, a lot to be nice. said for living in cl- in close enough to your family that you can see them on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, and I tell you, as I get older, uh, I, <laughs> I, you know, you care more about that stuff. Yeah. I didn't give a crap back in the day. It's just like, hey, I'll go home for Thanksgiving. Hey, I'll come back. You mm-hmm. know, but now it means a lot more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so the uh, Amiga or the uh, Thanksgiving miracle uh, uh, occurred. Amiga related Thanksgiving miracle occurred when I was there. So I was talking to my. He's not really my uncle. It's my my aunt's boyfriend. But they've been together so long. I just think about him as my uncle. Mm-hmm. And um, and he uh, he says. Uh, well, I was we were talking about the podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, I do this podcast," and uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, what's it about?" And I was like, "It's about this old computer." And he's like, "Oh, really?" And I and, and I'm thinking in my mind, "Here we go. I'm going to say it's about the Amiga." His face is going to go blank, <laughs> and then he'll change the subject. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what happens whenever you mention that you have an Amiga podcast to anybody around here. 
So I said, yeah, it's, it's about this old computer called the Amiga. He's like, oh, I got one of those in my basement. What? He's like, yeah, I'll dig it out for you. Oh. He's like, I got all kinds of software. So No kidding? Yeah, I guess he bought it from one of his friends at work back in the day, and it's been in his basement in a box forever. He's going to give it to you? He, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Bro. We just don't know what so, that is. Right. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. So And a bunch of software. Yeah. Hey, that yeah. might be pretty cool, yeah. man. Now, I don't know if he's going to give it to me. I don't want to presume, but if he if he lets me borrow it for a while, I'll be Yeah, very, that would be, be sweet, happy. eh? Yeah. It could be like a 1,000 or right. something. Right, right. It could be a 4,000. You never know. You never that's, know what it could there's be. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. You know, again, it's... I was gifted my uh, 1200, the first one I had, and uh, uh, it just came out of the blue. And it was the same sort of thing where it's just like, listen, I had this sitting around. I knew you would enjoy it if you want to come around. I was like, wow, this is so nice. You know, it's the people are super nice about that stuff. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, I guess you sort of have to pass it along, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to be so pretty generous with my stuff too whenever I can, you know, you know especially with the little tight knit community of Amiga owners. And uh, or just old computer enthusiasts in general. There's not a ton of us still rolling around. They, they, they you know, by and large, they're they're a generous bunch. I found people that have old. I I found that people, especially people that are no longer into the scene, you know, a lot of times they just they're they're glad that somebody's going to be using it and appreciating it. You know, I will say, uh, we talk about Thanksgiving. One thing I'm thankful for is, and this is again, I'm going to mush it up. Is you can mush it up all you want, but. We happened, it's funny, we put this show together, when we just, you know, whatever, our little thing here, uh, um, and I didn't think much about it. I was like, hey, no one's really talking about the Amiga, let's do it. And you're like, yeah, let's do it, and we did it. And, but you really don't think about how super nice and cool that community is. The Amiga people have always been super nice to us, and often we, we'll go out there and stink it up, and they're nice to us. Uh, they've been very forgiving, they've been mm -hmm. incredibly generous, you know. Uh, and I don't know if, if, I don't know if every community of, I mean, I've been a part of like the old pinball community, the arcade owners, they're all pretty okay. There's, there, you know, there's a little bit of joke, but the Amiga people yeah. are the nice, yeah. are super duper nice. It's, well, it's, I mean, to me, the, the arcade scene is, is very hit or miss. You <coughs> some people that are super, super cool and super friendly, and then you have other people that are very territorial. Yeah, You don't man. get that really, at least as far as is, is my experience with the Amiga crowd. They're all super, super Well, awesome. when it comes to arcade and pinball collecting, you, everyone's angling, man, mm -hmm. because they... There's uh, a limited supply. There's a limited supply. The, supply, the prices are through the roof, mm -hmm. and so you're talking about thousands of dollars, and, and so people are trying to beat you out of the punch or yeah. rip people off. It's just the way it is. It's a need. I'm not bad mouthing it. You know, I'm in there. It's the too. nature of the game. But Amiga people, man, are cool. We've had, you know, people have been super nice to us. Sent us all kinds of free software or hardware, and and gave us tips and mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, we, you know, it's been it's been. Uh, uh, I don't think I've got a bad thing to say. And even when I see, like, I'll get on the uh, Facebook community or whatever, I'll see them fighting or the or the, uh, or the English uh, Amiga message board. People are j almost always cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when people are asking to get smashed, right. they're pretty cool about mm -hmm. stuff, you know. And so that's something. I, I think that's I think that's nice. And so uh, um, if everyone was like the Amiga people, we'd be okay. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did Amiga fail? There'd been world peace. Well, you know, it, it's, it's sort of that that same thing. Um, who was it? I think it was Studebaker, one of the early car manufacturers. They they never they they never had labor disputes or anything like that. But that was why they went out of business was because they just you know they were too they were too nice they were too friendly, and. Uh, 
It, do, it doesn't take you far in the world of business, unfortunately. Quick fact, my dad owned a Studebaker. Really? It was a piece of crap that sat in our backyard for years rusting away. Oh, was it? did he buy it as a project to fix up? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he bought it as a project to fix up, and it, uh, he didn't get around to it. They worked a lot. So, yeah, we used to have a Studebaker. I used to play in it on, on occasion, but I think it would get snake-filled after a while. I remember um, I had a buddy that lived out <coughs> that uh, his dad had an old truck that he was fixing up. And I remember we went into it one time, and it, I, it, I beeped the horn, and there was a hornet nest inside, the, uh -huh. the, and they all came out, and we went running. And <laughs> it was good times growing up hey, in the countryside. this is completely off the subject, but I'm going to bring this up. Okay. I had a friend that told, was uh, telling me that uh, they have a buddy who has a uh, one of these hunting cabins out in the woods, right? And uh, he goes out every once in a while to check on it, right? So he was out, and it's in Kanawha Forest, which is right, it's basically sort of part of Charleston, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He was out there the other day to check on it, and he got accosted by a black bear. Oh, my gosh. He had to shoot this bear. Wow. And, and it was about a 350-pound bear, so not a huge one, but it was, I mean, it was hey, all. a bear's a bear. <laughs> you don't want to run up against if one. If you think about that, though, I mean, this, uh, this guy got accosted that got yeah. attacked by well, a bear. I mean. Those bears will cut you with those claws. They'll, do, they'll kill you. We live in a rural Place. I know. I just, but he showed pictures of this bear. Was, I mean, don't mess with a bear. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think that there's actually, um, uh, you know, obviously, it does, if a bear's attacking you, you're allowed to shoot it. But I think that there's actually a bear hunting season in this there, Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I know, that, I know they hunt bear, but mm -hmm. we got a lot of bears, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, but uh, They're not friendly. They're not like Yogi. No, no. no they'll rip no. your lungs out. They'll take your picnic basket, and then they'll eat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> rip your lungs out. They will. I'd like to meet his tailor. Yeah. All right. So um, let's go to uh, let's go to some Amiga news. Amiga the, the, news. The man. first news of the week is something that uh, Chris Folds posted up. A what's a, his name? Chris Folds. That's right. Uh, he went to an event over in uh, in England where he lives. Is actually in his town, which is either Leicester or Leicester. I'm not sure the exact pronunciation of this place. Um, and uh, I bet somebody in the chat knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm sure uh, somebody Duncan Styles or somebody in the chat will let us know what the correct pronunciation is. But anyway, <coughs> he went over to the Retro Computing Museum, which is in his backyard, and he took these fabulous, fabulous pictures. Yeah, some of these I want to really talk about because I was like, oh boy. Um, so we got a. What do you think that thing is? Uh, that is a, I think that's one of the VR setups, mm, I think. Okay. You know, the old school Amiga VR thing, I think. But again, I, I don't hold me to that. Yeah. It's, I it, can't. Looks, it looks awesome, whatever it is. Um, man. <laughs> yeah, virtual reality. Yeah, virtual that's, reality. that's that is simulating my back room is what that's doing. <laughs> Big pile See of See that jumps. monitor right there? That's one, I think that's one of those broadcast quality monitors mm, right yep, there. Yep. Ooh, those, are, those aren't easy to get. No, people, people love those. There's a uh, main cabinet. Machine. It's a uh, Killer Instinct machine playing Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. There's uh, oh, that's a great game, by the way. Now you know, you know that's a jacked up uh, Xbox because they've changed the color ring on the front, oh. which you can do that. And it, that's a just a ton <laughs> of software. Yeah, yeah. Man. I, now I think this was this held in the computer museum. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's why, look at all that. Look at all those goodies. Yeah, so I this, bet those guys have stuff they could put out for it. I was going to say they, they probably just rotate stuff in and out. And then we're here. We're looking at we. What is? What do you figure that is, boat? That's, Boy, that looks like uh, maybe that's a BBC Micro clone. It's a yeah. It's a it's a it's got a, a row of orange keys along the top, mm -hmm. and two. It's got two disk drives in a separate device. Yeah. Well, I have no idea what yeah. that thing. is. It looks yeah. cool though. I like the uh, the the font on that. Yeah. When you got two too. five and a quarter inch floppies, you're open for business. That's right. right. That's right. 
Uh, of course, There's you got a, your NES. Nintendo I, and your, hooked uh, up to a, uh, uh, looks like a Commodore yeah, monitor. The same monitor I've got. Is that joystick? I mean, that uh, gun in the picture is a light gun. I've got mm -hmm. that one. I got one of those. And yeah. I've got that too. <laughs> yeah. That's my P Pikachu uh, Pokemon N64. There's a now that I don't have. That's an original Master System, uh, Master System the cool looking kind, which yeah. I'd like to have because the mine's not cool looking at all. There's more books. Look at all these cartridges they've yeah. got at the. At the just we're got just looking through pictures of days. the uh, thing. Look at now, that this thing. is a this is a Amiga external CD-ROM. It's white. It looks uh, what it looks like they did was, man, I've never seen that before. And it I, it's very CD intriguing. 12, it says CD twelve hundred. Do you think that that is like a, a CD thirty two, um, a, a CD thirty two with a twelve hundred on the inside? Well, a CD32 basically has a 1200 on the oh, inside. Oh, does it? Okay. That's an external drive, isn't okay. it? I, or, so it's I don't like know a if that's side... a whole computer. Or... Yeah. I don't know what the hell. It's white. For people listening on the, on, the, on the podcast, it's a white. It's basically got the lid of a CD32, but it's white. It says Amiga. It's got two. That must be. Just, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. We'll have to so, look into that. But, uh, that looks and, awesome. And Duncan says it is. It's Lester. That's how you pronounce the name of that. Difference. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, you know. That's boy. That is that's a sharp looking CD-ROM though, or whatever that yeah. is. Or I mean, it must be a full computer. That's a, now we're looking at a uh, PC engine with a uh, with the CD uh, a, or the CD-ROM drive mm -hmm. attached to it. Which I have you ever seen one of those in person in, in Japan. Really? Yeah, yeah. They have them. You can buy them all day in Japan. Man, I wish we could send you back to Japan, I know, buddy. Man. I'd I'd go to town if I could, if I had the money I now, have now. We're looking at. Is this a Famicom clone? Yeah. Boat? Uh, well, this is a. This might be the uh, the Famicom. Oh, boy, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think those look like Famicom cards. Yeah. It, well, it's definitely a Famicom because the controllers are hardwired into yeah. the system. Um, it might be a clone or it might be a uh, a duo. Um, Night moves. That's, hey. a, that's a cocktail right. pinball machine. You've had lots of experience with the I've cocktail had, I've, pinball I've machine. I've owned one and played several, but yeah. I've not played that. I've almost bought that a couple times, but it just, I mean, it was cheap. Yeah. That's one of the cheaper pinball machines. That, uh, that's a virtual reality, another virtual reality. Yeah, I don't know. That's flight a, sim yeah, thing. it's a crazy thing. Where these pictures are crazy. That, yeah. I, I don't know what that is either. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. So, um, and let me go ahead and cue this thing up real quick too. This is a video from uh, Amigos, an Amigos fan, and a good friend, and a good friend. I love you, Amigos podcast. I uh, donate every week, and it's fantastic to have a regular kind of news update from the Amiga world and the American perspective, which we never really get over here. So we're in the Retro Computer Museum, Leicester, and we're doing an event with David Pleasant. So really good fun. That was Robbie. Yeah. So thank you, Abby. Um, you know, from the Retro Hour. I wish, yeah, uh, I wish that we could have been there with you. Um, <coughs> Pleasant's friend of the show was there yeah. too, and uh, he was a real nice guy, wasn't he? Was, he? he was. Yeah, he was a, that was a that was a very nerve wracking. <laughs> we need to do. We need to have some sort of a crossover with uh, with Ravi and the Retro Hour guys. We oh need, yeah. We need to do a, a big Are you kidding show. me? Yeah. Of course, you know we're vastly outclassed. Oh yeah. Them, no kidding. Sense, my but, gosh. Uh, maybe they could they could stoop to our level. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was nice of Ravi. That yeah. To yeah. Thank you, Ravi. We appreciate it. But yeah, and Chris Foles, you came through again, dude. Uh, yeah. And he, I know he had to leave that event early. Uh, he said so. He and uh, he. I, I can't remember what, I think his wife got ill or something. So he went above and beyond to capture some footage and some pictures for us. So we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard about this event earlier and I was like, man, I'm dying here because everybody was talking about it. And it looks 
looks like it, 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 it came through because mm-hmm. that was that looks awesome. Um, so, uh, what other Amiga news has been going on this week, Aaron? Well, Chris Fullman's had a hand in a lot of this, so he's been he's been going out of his mind. He's an Amiga maniac, if I may if I may say. Um, First up from said Chris Folds, uh, new uh, shooter made in suck. One of my favorite, <laughs> my favorite uh, uh, things here. Uh, it's called R Squadron. So uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, it's a uh, uh, suck is a pretty capable program, right? I mean, have, have you uh, messed we, around with it much? We've talked about it, but I've never, I've never played with it. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, it's basically a do-it-yourself. Uh, I have not played this yet, but you can download it right now, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty colorful and neat. Uh, so there you go. This has been a, well, there's been a couple releases this week, you know. That, that we'll get into the next one uh, here in a bit. Um, let me see here. Next one, the docket, and I think folds up. Put this up as well. Uh, Project X Special Edition 2.0. So it's an official update to Project X Special Edition. Uh, if you have, have, see, oh gosh, we have we ever we never covered Project X, did we? Uh, back in we, that's not been one of our shows. I know we, I don't think we did Project X. Did no, we but it's weird because it's a Team Seventeen game, so you sure, think that we yeah. would have done it by now. Uh, gosh, that is crazy. It's funny mm-hmm. what slips through the cracks. I mean, yeah. and it's sad that I had to sit here and think for a while to uh, to figure out what it was, you know. Uh, but anyway, but this looks really good. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Uh, now Project X, I've played, and it's a it's a real fun game. You know what I like about this is that it's got that sort of that same R-type um, perspective, but you have you, the the corridor is a lot wider, and it feels at least a this lot level. more open. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And who knows I, what's coming in the future? You but. know, the, if you look at when we're looking at video of this right now, uh, for those of you listening, um, for if you look at the way it's drawn, it has that hand-drawn sort of. Uh, I don't know. How, it, it's a very luscious looking. Yeah, it really looks you know, good, uh, and uh, which I like, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that looks. We may have to give that a whirl, yeah. uh, dude. That looks. That looks pretty. Uh, pretty awesome. Um, so again, another Chris Folds. He's been a machine. Uh, he. Uh, this came out. A, a lot of the stuff we're getting off indie uh, retro news, which is the bomb. We, as we've mentioned many times, uh, a game called Alar City. Nope. Uh, it's a. Uh, I think this one is coming. It's a it's a camp. It's the, yeah. This is a pre order uh, for it, uh, and uh, always good. You know, trying to find boat's that. Boat's trying to find. There, there it is. It boat. is. Okay. Um, it looks. I don't know if, if you hit the video there, but let's see what this looks like. Cause I didn't get a chance to look at this one. I think it's sort of a RPG style game here. Oh no, I don't know what that. Oh wow, that is weird looking. Yeah. You you looks looks like you're a like a little flame, <laughs> loads of shiny that, yeah, stuff to collect. It's not a role playing game. I, if, from the from the pictures, I thought it was like it one does. Of those, it looks like Zelda, but it's a it's more of an action. You play like um, a uh, you play a, a little blob that can shoot different types of stuff at people. Yeah, that that looks. Man, this really looks pretty good too. It's got yeah. a store in it. So this is this is coming out. Um, does it say who actually is putting this out, Bo? Can you see that on there somewhere? Um, looks like. Pixel Glass. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So hey, and I think they're taking pre-orders right now. Uh, so if you uh, want to check this out, we've got it linked up in a, in a, in a, uh, Google Plus. Uh, so if you want to have a look at the link, uh, this will uh, get you going. Uh, but hey, man, that looks pretty quality, boat. Yeah, yeah, really looks good. And I have not, I haven't been super impressed with some of the uh, 
you know, homebrew stuff we've seen, but man, that looks that looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, here's something that I did read through, and wow, this was a uh, quite an event. This is uh, our own dream catcher, the man, the myth, the legend, put out an exhaustive piece on the history of Jurassic Park games. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen Jurassic Park, oh, yes. right? Yeah, now, did you see all the sequels and whatnot? Unfortunately. <laughs> now, I, I, I have to say, I, 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 live, I shacked up with a chick back in the day who loved Jurassic Park. And so she would had, she loved two things, Jurassic Park and Beavis and Butthead. Those are her things. Boy. And she had one of those VCRs that would like play the tape, automatically rewind it and play it again. Mm-hmm. And so I would hear Jurassic Park. I've listened to this movie literally hundreds of times. And I hate it. I hate the movie because I, I mean, it's yeah. not the movie's fault. Right. I'm not a big fan of Beavis and Butthead either, by the way, because I heard that a million oh my times. Gosh, that would drive me insane. Uh, but she loved it, man. She couldn't get enough. She would just play it over. And we, even when she wasn't home, she would just leave it running. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, uh, but that much said, uh, some of the games have been good, some have been not that good. You know, I've played the Amiga version of Jurassic Park a few times. Uh, another one we should probably have a look at, by the way. Uh, but man, this is an exhaustive uh, look at the Jurassic Park stuff. I mean, he really goes mm-hmm. into it's. It's one of the best things he's done. I mean, he, he everyone's everything he does is great, but this is like really, really. The Jurassic super great. Park games are interesting too because each one is so different from all the rest. Yeah, I mean, that's something else I didn't really know that. Either. You know, like for example, the this this came out when I was really into the 16-bit era. You know, I had a Super Nintendo, and the Genesis version of Jurassic Park is a totally different game than the Super Nintendo. And that's version. the one where you play the Raptor, right? right yeah, right. I remember that was a big selling point mm-hmm. on the commercials. You play the Raptor, right? You know? Right, right. So uh, make sure you check this out. This is definitely worth a read. Yeah, uh, I, I read it. I read it right after it came. I, well, actually, I, someone on, our, on our, one of the brain trusts was like, "Man, what a great article!" And I was like, "Well, I better go check this out." And boy, they weren't kidding. So, and uh, uh, keep stay tuned for uh, more Dreamcatcher-related news. There might be something special coming out for the holidays related to uh, Dreamcatcher and his work. So uh, stay tuned. One thing I just, I, I, uh, one thing I saw that we I almost missed here. Uh, again, from Folds, he's a he's a machine. Um, this they're trying to. Did you see this thing here about Tales of Gorluth Two? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you looked into this one? This is something that I think that I'm going to do an extended. Um, I, I knew an, I didn't yeah, have to say anything. An I thought like, this play through like a joint. This is a uh, an action RPG that just looks fantastic. Um, it's for sale. It's four four euros ninety. Um, I don't know what the division of euro currency is. Yeah, like what is their pence? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, it's I not. Uh, but uh, four four point nine is that, euros. What is that in, in U.S. dough? That's like I think it's like six. It's like six bucks. The euro and the thing <coughs> are almost the same. Um, I asked if anyone had played the first one of this because this is Tales of Gorluth Two. Right. So I don't know if the, I don't know if it, you need it, to play Tales of Gorluth One. Well, uh, Indie Retro News c- claims that Tales of Gorluth One was the best Amiga RPG of 2014. I so, saw that. Yeah. Quite, that's I guess, how many Amiga RPGs were released in <laughs> right, 2014? Right, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. You no, know, but hey, you know, and now is the I'm, I see you're looking at the webpage. Is that is the price there for Gorluth One or Gorluth Two? Uh, this is. Are they taking pre-orders for Gorluth Two or? Yeah, it looks like this is Gorluth one. So I maybe, see. oh no, no, it's Gorluth two. They didn't put two here in the thing, but yeah, it's it's two. So I guess it's already out. I see. It's already out. That seems that seems reasonable. Yeah, this is a this is a digital download. Right, right. So that's cool. I love it. I love it. Um, 
let's go over <laughs> some of our site, some of the video we did this week, which we did some, boat went crazy eight bonkers this week with video. Uh, in terms of Amiga videos, uh, uh, we put up Double Dragon. We uh, we what got was to, that? That was the Double Dragon theme. Mm. Yeah, uh, we uh, that I mean I made it. <laughs> okay, uh, we me and Boat went crazy crazy a couple weeks ago and played all the Double Dragons. So this is the first, and we may end up doing a show on Double Dragon, but just because they're, gosh, everyone loves Double Dragon. Oh yeah, right? uh, and so uh, we uh, we went through them, and this was the first installment of the Double Dragon collection. And then Boat, you 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 talk you put up a bunch of like other stuff. Why don't you talk about the stuff you got together on this well, week? Well, um, we did a, uh, on the on the YouTube channel, I had a lot of time off this week. I had a whole week off, and so I made up for my lack of, uh, of streaming. And um, I started a series where I'm going to attempt to play through the entire Star Tropics um, um, game on the NES. Uh, and uh, I think part one has already been released. Uh, so you can check that out. There will be parts two and part three are going to be forthcoming in the next couple weeks. Uh, I also did a Thanksgiving Day stream where I played uh, some Tecmo Super Bowl on the NES. Uh, I like streaming NES because I don't have. I know I'll be able to not spend half my time fooling around with the controls and getting it to emulate right. Plus, I'm already really familiar with a lot of the games. <coughs> um, so I put out a stream, did Snake Rattle and Roll, which is a game that uh, Paul Harrington uh, recommended on the stream. Have you ever played that, Snake no, Rattle uh, and no, Roll? No, I'm not. It's a neat mashup of of uh, Qbert and Marble Madness. Mm. Yeah, and, um, and so I played that. Uh, and then I also did uh, a uh, Friday free-for-all, brought that back since we didn't record on Friday, and I just took some requests and played a bunch of stuff on MAME, including Double Dragon. Now, I'll tell you what you put up that I thought was interesting. What's that? Was the NES Wall Street Simulator. Oh, yeah. Well, the stock. That's right. I forgot about that. No, I never. I, that was a stunner to me that that existed. Yeah. That there was a Wall Street, and it, and it was sort of... They had sort of had actual corporations in it, not they were there. You know, you can do what they were, but they were sort of, you know, what I'm saying right, right. And uh, uh, and I don't know, how, I don't know if people watch this. I don't know if it got a lot of play, but to me, that was the thing. I was like, man, this is crazy. It's called Wall Street Kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is a game where you you basically you start out and you're you're in your you're in your office here. And uh, you can go, you can read the paper to catch up on what's going on with news. You buy stocks and sell stocks. It works just like the market, except it's, it's much easier than the market to make tons and tons of money. Um, but you, the, the object of the game is where you, you start out and you, you inherit $500,000 from a rich uncle. But you have to invest it in the stock market. And you have to buy both a house, get married, and buy your family's castle within a set amount of time. So you have to make money constantly. And it's actually really, you wouldn't think the stock simulator would be gripping, but towards the end of the video, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make that million bucks to buy my house. And if you don't make it within a set amount of weeks, then you lose the game, it's game over. And so um, I'm not gonna tell you whether I made it or not, you'll have to watch the video, but uh, it's, it's, it's very gripping stuff. Yeah, the plot behind it was pretty wacky. Yeah, you, 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 you have know? a girlfriend, she likes to go shopping. Uh, you she's, buy you buy her a dog. She's very materialistic, and, and if you don't give her what you want, she's gone. Yeah. And if you don't make enough money to buy this castle, your wad is gone. Right. You're basically totally screwed. Right. Right. So that was. I mean, what a weird thing. It I wonder if the Amiga has any like Wall Street simulators. You know, that's a good we question. We should look we'll into to, that. We'll have to check and see if there's. 
because that's something you know. Even I mean, even the Coco had one. Mm-hmm. You know, which the big it's one of the board games, and then uh, 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 the uh, the old. Uh, Coco had one, and the so the Odyssey two had one, and Coco had one. So surely the Amiga's got one, you know. Did the Atari you ever seen like that on the Atari eight bit? Oh, I'm sure on the on the computer the the, the computer lines just have so much software that you, they, almost everything is on there. I wonder if it's a, I mean, that, that's a pretty quality looking title. Yeah, I was, now the, I yeah, was surprised. and it's it's a strange. It came from a strange developer. I think it might have <laughs> been the only t- title they released on the NES. So um, it's a it's 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 a really unique thing. Um, Oh, Duncan uh, wrote in and he says, we were talking about we couldn't figure out what that white 1200 CD thing was. Yeah, what was it? This is what it is. He says, that A1200 drive was a prototype for an A1200 add-on that would give the A1200 a CD drive as well as CD32 compatibility. It included the Akiko chip. It it was called the CD1200. No kidding. Wow. So thank you, Duncan. Man, they need to crank that thing back up. That looked gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's odd that it was totally white. It, yeah, it, it didn't seem to match. That's what uh, I couldn't figure that out. Maybe like, they were thinking of re-releasing the 1200 in a dazzling white I don't know, uh, case. Man. You know, but, speaking of NES, getting back to that for a minute, uh, I was, uh, you know, I've been sick all week. Mm-hmm. And so I sat around like a bum. And I guess I'm a vain bum. Because one thing I'll do if, I'm, if I've got time or I can't sleep is I'll go back and watch some of our pre-shows. Because it's a lot... This is going to sound stupid. It's almost like a video diary. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go back and I'm like, oh, this week I'm mad because the circus was expensive. <laughs> On this week I was I was mad because I got screwed over at the antique store. So I'm like, anyway, so I'm watching an episode and we put out and I was like, look what I got, boat. And it was a box. And I was like, what is that? And I, and I was like, look, I won this at an auction. It's a Nintendo box. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot I, I won that. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked at it on my floor and right in front of my bed, this box is sitting, right? I'm like... Oh, there's that box. I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at all those Nintendo games I couldn't find were in the box. Including your flash card? Everything. Oh. Everything that was in there. So all the Nintendo games that I had. The, the podcast the, has helped. The, yeah, it yeah. actually, I'd forgotten that I bought them. And it was sitting in, it was, I mean, it was like, I was like, I was literally, I watched the video. I looked up from bed. I looked across the room. I was like, there it sat. Wow. I was like, son of a gun. I'd forgotten what that that's was. Hilarious. Yeah, so that's just, I don't, that's not that sad. It's sort of sad, really, is what it is. It, my memory's gone. It's over. So hey. now I have to use the podcast as a living memory <laughs> device to, to keep myself informed. When you're in the old age home and people want, want you to recall something, they'll say, please refer to this YouTube video. For my next, for the next pre-show we do, I'm just going to list off my grocery list, you know, or, or my monthly bills, and that way I can go back and be like, okay, here we go. Now, um, speaking of going back, um, I also took it upon myself this week to start a project that will probably last me until the end of time. Yes. Um, I am going back and remastering all uh, thirty or all forty-three of the audio-only podcasts. <coughs> Um, Craziness. So this madness, starting with episode zero, uh, I'm going back and um, fixing the audio because the the audio on some of the early episodes is terrible. The balance is all out of whack. Um, And uh, not only that, I'm also adding some animation and some gameplay footage. So whenever we talk about a game, um, so for example, if we, uh, let me pull one of these up. This is episode one, Hybris, uh, from way, way back. Switch it over here. That's why you put the intro in there. Yeah, I put the yeah. intro in. And uh, during the parts where we're talking, uh, I have just, you know some of these animated, uh, animated sprites moving around just to give it some action. Uh, and then once we get into the <laughs> game, great. 
Um, oh, actually, this is where we talk about the Amiga 1000. We spend a lot of time talking about the Amiga 1000 on episode one. Uh, so I play some promo footage of the Amiga 1000, and then when we get to the Hybris talk, I actually have Hybris playing in the background while we're talking about it. So if, if you've missed some of the early shows, if you haven't listened to them yet, <coughs> this is the time to get on board because uh, the, the audio is much improved, and uh, adding some visual elements makes it makes it fun to watch that's, on YouTube. That's a, that's a real good idea. Let me ask you, though, in terms of the improved audio, are you gonna are you gonna release these as yes as on the stream? So, so as I do as I do these videos, I'm also taking stripping the audio out and updating the RSS feed. So uh, if you okay. go back now and listen to the audio only versions of the podcast through your Podcatcher app, uh, they will also have upgraded audio. Good deal. Yeah. Wow, very clever, boat. Yes. You bit off a lot there, buddy. So uh, so yeah, that's what happens when I go on vacation. I think yeah. it's crazy. We need projects. you to lose your job, yeah. dude. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, I think that that concludes both the news and the side updates I for think, this week. Yeah, I think we're ready to move along, so man. So let's talk theme park. All right, let me get the gamble trying out here. So theme park. Now, this was a suggestion made by me because uh, I knew you were really into it. And I will say that uh, I will preface this by saying that I was got awful at this game. My theme parks were garbage. So that out of the way. Uh, theme Park, a game that was released in 94. Uh, four, four discs, Boat. Four discs. Four discs, if you got the uh, disc version. Um, this was developed by uh, Bullfrog. Uh, Bullfrog did uh, some stuff on the Amiga that we've talked about even. They did a game called Druid 2. I'm sure the Druid series is something. I've never heard of the Druid. I mean, Me we either. talked about it before. Uh, Flood, of course, today I did Populous 1 and 2, the big dogs, Power Monger, which I actually own that, uh, Psycho Santa, and they did Syndicate. Of course, you were a big fan I of Syndicate. Syndicate. And also, I want to go on record that your description of Syndicate during our 100th episode is one of the finest points in the history of this game. <laughs> the, uh, we had to release at least that part because watching you <laughs> try to go through that was one of the all-time oh, great wow. moments. I don't even know. Oh, man, that. you need to go back and watch I watched it the other night. <laughs> Um, so this was sort of the baby of Peter and Molyneux, Pum, Pete Molyneux. Mm -hmm. uh, this was his baby. Now he didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, he didn't do the Amiga uh, version, but this was sort of like overall was his was his baby. Uh, uh, I think the original version. This was a PC version. Um, this had a huge staff of people on it. I'm not going to go through them all, but you know you can imagine this isn't the kind of game that. Uh, that one dude just sets around and does the whole thing. I mean, you had Bullfrog had a big time staff. Mm -hmm. These guys weren't screwing around, and they went on to do some really awesome stuff. I think they did Magic Carp. It was one of the. I remember wanting that game really bad. Uh, in fact, my buddy Jerry, that's he, he got rid of his Amiga because of that game. He wanted a PC to play it. Wow. Uh, so man, and they you know Bullfrog eventually got bought, and then they went away. That was dumb. I think it was EA that picked them up. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that was in them. Uh, they were they were gone. Um, so this game came out in basically three different flavors on the Amiga. You had your uh, AGA version, which I believe was the first one released. Then you had the uh, uh, like a ECS five hundred Amiga five hundred version, and then you had a CD thirty two version. Now, so, the, were they all released simultaneously? No, I believe the 500 version was released uh, a few months after the AGA okay, version, okay. I think. Um, and then you have, like I said, there's a CD32 version. This is one of the rare um, games of this type that was like, it was like on all the consoles. 
you wouldn't think of this. Like, when I think of, like, I mean, SimCity was like that, too, right? You don't think of uh, consoles as being sim game heavy, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. But uh, they had a pretty good interface, and they, uh, you know, use your joystick. And yeah, they, well, and it also helps that, like, you, <laughs> you, mouse control is not even required for this on the computers. Right. You know, you can use the cursor. Um, now, this was ported to a lot of stuff. Uh, and it's some of these we we should try. Uh, 3DO got a port. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? No. Uh, apparently, it's quite nice. The classic Mac got a port. All right. I didn't know that either. The Jag, the Jag got port. Like I said, I've tried to get get hold of that card, but it's mm -hmm. not. You know, I think it's going for about twenty two bucks on the Jag. You know, the card. Um, the DS, the Nintendo DS got a, a port. Uh, the Super Nintendo, of course, the PC and the Genesis got one. And there was also a Genesis uh, a Sega CD version. The Saturn got a port. The PlayStation's got a port. The PSP even got a port. Wow. Of so, uh, you know, <laughs> it was well traveled. And uh, and there's a reason for that. It was a big seller. It was a very popular game. And at the time, this was like a sort of novel concept, the whole build-your-own-theme park thing. Now, later on... Uh, the Tycoon series would get to it. Roller, Lots roller more coaster people got on board. Yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon is probably the title that most people would think of when you think of like making your own theme park now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I remember when this came out and it was just like, wow, that looks, that's an interesting concept. It was really unusual. Um, like I said, this was uh, converted over from the PC. Now, if you, if you look at the PC version of this uh, versus the Amiga version, the PC version is even against the AGA is is better looking. They they the colors are dithered and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the AGA version, it looks okay. Right. It's not like I don't think it's the best thing I ever saw, but it looks okay. Yeah. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube, uh, or if you're watching the YouTube version of this show, if you're watching on video right now, you're watching the uh, OCS ECS version, which is uh, looks much. The big the big difference between. The uh, the two versions, the AGA and the OCS ECS, is the animations, the sound, and the graphics. So pretty much everything about it. Uh, the stores are they look nowhere near as good as they do on the other versions, and uh, there's no in-game sound or what in-game sound there is is cannot be compared to the AGA or the PC version. Now. You've played this on a, a few formats. Yes. Yeah. Can you? What have you played it on? So I've played it on. I played this back in the day on PC, um, and uh, and I played the AGA version and the OCS ECS version. Oh, you played. Oh, you tried them All both out. Eh? Okay, good. Now, according to what I found, this series sold over 15 million copies. Wow. Pretty good. Not on the Amiga, just overall. That's a pretty good chunk, though. Mm -hmm. 15 million copies. And apparently, from what I was able to read, I couldn't get an exact number, but apparently it was a good seller on the Amiga. So, uh, people, and this was 94, so that's they released at the right time, yeah. right? Uh, to, to it. Oh, there was an iOS port, too. In case oh, you, okay. I, I know you have that stuff, so there you go. Um, so, why don't you describe the general premise of this game? But, I mean, you're, you're basically making a theme park. Why? Okay. So you are given a bunch of money at the beginning of the game, and you <coughs> choose a site to build on. I think there's only one site you can build on from it's the you know, UK in the site, UK. Right? Yeah. What about their site's free? Um, well, <laughs> it's like Duncan, Sty Duncan Styles points out that uh, the UK version of this game was sponsored by Midland Bank. Right. Yeah. So. That's a tie-in with the bank, which that is a bizarre. It is. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you pick your plot of land, and you're basically given this large fenced-in area on which to build. 
Um, you uh, the as far as sim games go, I think this is one of the easiest sim games to get into. You might disagree. Um, but basically, you lay down a path, uh, a concrete path for your people to walk on. Then you place rides. Uh, you have to make a queue, a line, like a, a roped-off uh, line that you get your, your patrons will walk uh, through to get to the ride. Uh, so that's one thing you can place. You can also place shops, and the shops sell balloons, or the shops sell food, or desserts, or different things. Okay? So uh, at its most basic level, you open the park, people come in, they go on your rides, they eat your food, and they're either happy with the experience or they're unhappy with the experience. Um, you also can place mascots in your park. You can place uh, repairmen, which you'll need because the rides break down. Uh, you place custodians that pick up the garbage. And you also place uh, security officers to keep the peace. So all of these things are in your park and they're all costing you money, which hopefully will be offset by the money your patrons uh, pay to either eat food or ride rides or whatever. Now, if you play at what's called the sandbox level, that's all you need to worry about. However, the game gets much more complicated when you move on to the higher levels of difficulty. The, uh, the full and the sim, I think, are the, the, the two highest difficulty levels. And in those, you have to manage, not only do you have to manage your, um, your, your rides to keep them moving, but you have to manage contract negotiations between your staff uh, and your management. You have to keep stock in, your, uh, in all of your stores. Uh, so if you run out of food, you're out of luck. Um, and you have to invest in stock in the other theme parks in the world. So there is a lot going on in the higher levels of difficulty. Now, to me, this is a good thing because you can play around in the sandbox mode, have all kinds of fun, hopefully make money, and just have a good time without having to worry about the other stuff. Once you get a handle on how your park is supposed to be running and you get a good model down, then you can start to tiptoe into the higher levels of difficulty, which add longevity to the game. Um, there are a couple things that I think could have been done better. One, when you run out of stock in your stores, it literally takes like a year or more of in-game time for new stock to arrive, which <laughs> is voting it over. Yeah, which is which is like not realistic at all, um, and I don't understand why that is. Was and, it like that in all the versions? Uh, I don't know because I played mostly this version. Uh -huh. It might be different in the in the other versions. Um, I can't remember from, but I mean, from, from playing from your old days. Yeah, I can't remember. remember it. I think that I always played it on the easiest difficulty back in the day, and you didn't have to worry about that. Um, the, uh, but other than that, I think that the simulation part of it is, is pretty accurate. However, um, well, I'll talk about the things that I like first. Uh, the things that I like are the graphics. The graphics are colorful. Even in the stripped-down OCS ECS version, it's still a very colorful game. Uh, the rides look nice. Um, the theme park looks inviting. Um, I think that the the menus are entirely laid out without text, so you um, you have to kind of click on things to see what they are. But I mean, that's just what it is. Um, I like all of the animations of your people as they're walking around. You know, they they look like they've got personality. Your mechanics as they sit there and eat their lunch on their their um, their on their little pad there. It looks cool. Uh, graphically, this game has always impressed me. Um, 
I think that the simulation part of it, watching people queue up and, and go through the lines, watching things break down, it's, a, it's got neat animations. I think where the game breaks down for me is that it's difficult for me to see exactly what I need to do to make my park better all the time. Um, you have a general sense of how people are feeling when you click on one of the icons. You get this, like, thousands of people walk onto the screen and you can see who's happy and who's not happy and why. Um, but I almost would rather not have that graphically represented or at least have an option to just turn that off and just see a simple graph, like in SimCity, where it says, like, this percentage of the people are not happy and this is why. That would give me a better idea of, of how to make things better. Also, um, the tutorial in this game does a good job of teaching you how to set up um, how to set up your park for the first time. But once you get into the simulation, you really aren't given a lot of guidance <laughs> on on how to really expand your park in the best way possible. That is that's what I want to touch on right away. Why so? Why you mentioned it? Like I learned how to make paths. I learned how to put down uh, you know shops and rides and whatnot. Because I'm not like you. I'm not coming from having played this before. Mm. And then basically you're <laughs> you're on your own, and I was just like I, I was befuddled, and of course I I would I was afraid I would not get the full experience, so I played on full simulation, I put it on easy, but it, there were so many uh, menus, the fact that the the uh, I know they did this because of the language issue with the you know it's just like lemmings at the bottom of the screen you get through, but I wasn't sure what everything did at first, I wasn't sure how to get the certain menus, it was mm -hmm. tough. To, there's a there's a pull down menu that you have to, from the top. Like I could forget it. First thing, it took me a while to forget how to open the park, and I was like, "Where the heck? How do you get this thing mm -hmm. open?" Of course, it's on the pull down. Right. Menu. Well, that thing's hard to bring up. Yeah. too. Having menus in two different places is a major defect of this game. If they wanted, they should either put everything in the pull down menu or everything in the bottom menu, or made the pull down menu not a pull down menu, just make it at the top at all times, right. like yes. SimCity. That I mean, if they because that menu, I had trouble even getting it to come down mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, you know, this is one of those games. It's funny you you're the experienced player, and I'm the newbie in this in this particular case. Which is so there's a good compare and contrast there. For me, I thought again, I, I agree with most of what you said, uh, but uh, it starting out. I, I even looked through the, the the instructions for this thing too to try to get a decent idea of what I was doing. But it is not uh, the easiest thing to jump into, uh, and these games are not necessarily my bag. But you're talking about, I was watching your video where you made the lines to, for the guys to queue around. Well, I, when I was playing, I didn't do that. You know, I just put a path to my ride. And, you know, that stuff makes a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, when the uh, guys come into your park and they're like, for, they're often thinking like, I want a hamburger. Right. right? Well, I didn't have the ability to build something with a hamburger. I didn't know about and, these. It took me a while to figure out how to upgrade. Right. You know? And that's another thing, too. One thing that the game doesn't tell you, or at least it doesn't do a very good job of telling you, is unless you're playing on the easiest um, the easiest difficulty level, you will not get any upgrades. You actually have to fund the upgrades through a research system. Um, if you're playing on the easiest difficulty level, every year you'll get new stuff. Right. Um, and the research system, I thought was very difficult to, I mean, again, it was done in a very graphical way <laughs> where you're filling up vials with certain amounts of liquid and that reflects how, how much you're investing. But I would rather just have a text screen or at least an option that says, listen, I want to put 25% into this, 25% into this, and so on. And so, some of the research stuff, I mean, what do we, we get to research some pretty 
pedestrian stuff. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't, we, so why, I, can I have a, why can I have a place that makes hamburgers? Yeah, I would much rather have it set up like SimCity where everything is available, everything has a price, you buy what you want. Now there are cheats. And I found out, and then there's the sound. That's did you try the sandbox m mm -hmm. mode? You know, I well that's 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 the, the easiest. That's the month, yeah, that, I didn't try that one, but I was mm -hmm. re now after I read about so, it, I was like, crap, I should have done yeah, that. Yeah, if you were not playing on the sandbox mode, then I understand why you were not having a good time. Yeah, with this it, game. it was now. I do enjoy the capering of the little guys that run mm -hmm. around. I like the fact that it's a feels like something that's living and vibrant. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes it makes it interesting, and I like the fact that you could. Eventually, and I never got that really awesome rides. I don't know how many rides there is. I'm, I'm assuming quite a few. Yeah. But uh, it was neat to be able to sort of, after the first couple goes where I just made a mess, mm -hmm. I could sort of do something that looked sort of like something that might be fun to go to. Right. You know? Now, uh, a, a cool thing about the PC version of this game, uh, I don't know if it was in the AGA version or not, but you could actually ride the rides. They would give you, you could click on a ride and it would take you into this first person perspective of the ride and you could ride back in the day that was cool now with roller coaster tycoon it's i mean it's so much better but um i'm pretty sure that's in here i mean i didn't do it uh, it's but definitely I thought you could i wasn't sure how to do it it's definitely not in the uh the ocs ecs version uh -huh. um but uh it, it might be in the aga version the no. aga version also has a horribly pixelated uh intro <laughs> the intro i would i was going to touch on that is, is uh, there's a, uh, I guess like a Willy Wonka sort of character mm -hmm. that comes out of your TV and says like, "Hey, come on," and you're, uh, it's very odd. Mm -hmm. You know, you fly in on these airplanes, but then they become part of this ride. Right. And they, I think I, that's not what they were going for. But I, and I thought, man, it, I'm, this thing's really screwed up. It looks horrible. So I went out to the actual 1200 and tried it, and it was exactly yeah. the same. I'm yeah, like, wow, that's got off. Again, they were trying to take something from a, a PC architecture that by this time was much more advanced and cram it into the AGA architecture. Yeah, this, this, this has a lot to come with Syndicate mm -hmm. in, that, in yeah. that department. Um, something else that happened to me, I don't know if it happened to you, I found this game to be buggy. Um, I would get to a certain point, and a couple of times that I played this, and my park, I don't know if it was something I was doing, but it would slow to a crawl. Mm. I mean, it was and it was real slow. And mm -hmm. I, again, I tried it on the uh, Amiga Forever and on the actual Amiga, and I had to have it on both. In fact, on uh, Amiga Forever, to get to a point where I mean, where it would hardly, it was really slow. It was unplayably slow. And I was like, "What am I doing wrong here?" Mm -hmm. And I thought, "I'm going to try it on the real machine." I did, and it it slowed down as well. It wasn't as bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the heck is up with that. And I got to read that apparently there's a lot of bugs in it. Mm -hmm. So did you did you have any? I didn't have it, I didn't have any slowdown. I, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that you didn't put any cues on any of your rides. I don't know. And uh, maybe it just like the, the your paths were so overloaded. I didn't have any slowdown. I would issues. also occasionally have it come up and tell me that I'd lost a character somewhere because my pathing was bad. Mm. And you have to go hunting around yeah. to try to figure out where you where this sucker's gone. Yeah, I think that because I just came into this again with having some previous knowledge, I didn't run into so many of the things. Yeah, but. it's an interesting concept to where you. I mean, you're in the game to make money, mm. and you're in the game, so it's not necessarily like a vanity project. You're there to make money. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it gives you the choice of sort of just having some fun or playing the simulator. And it is deep. I mean, it's crazy deep, yeah. I thought, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, but again, you know, it's deep. <coughs> but in the sections where it is deep, um, it's it's not exact enough. Like when you're negotiating with your, your, your workers, 
Hey, did you do that at all? No. Okay. So the way that it works is you sit in this room and you've got these two hands and you've got your workers' hands and management hands and you bring your hand forward a little bit and they bring their hand forward a little bit until you meet somewhere in the right. middle. But there is no indication of exactly how you're supposed to play that. Like, And there's no way that you can say, listen, I don't want to go any farther than this percent. You're just literally dragging your hand across. So it's a, it's a weird sort of dichotomy where they want to make this deep simulator, but they don't want to include the tools that would allow you if you wanted to go deep to really succeed at it it's a uh, it was i will say having no experience with it when i started when i loaded it up the first time it started flipping through all the various options i, I was i was surprised at the depth i mean i know you usually think it's pretty light i don't play these games that often to me i was just like holy moly there's just so much going on i mean it was overwhelming mm -hmm. you know that much said uh, um i thought it was an interesting game you know, and and overall, I, I I I had a, it's not one I'd go back to. I'm not gonna lie, because it's not my bag. Mm -hmm. But the thought of making your own theme park, it's I, I watch these shows on uh, uh, YouTube about these theme parks that have came and gone over the years. You know, and who bought them and what happened to them. And there is a lot of crazy financial stuff that happens. And these guys are buying out each other's parks mm -hmm. and they change ownership. So there's. It's sort of intriguing to me the concept yeah, of it. Yeah. You know that, that made, I thought that was you know it, to me that that hit home with me having because it's realistic. Right. You know? So that was kind of cool and so it's neat that they threw that in. I don't know if they do, do they do that in Railroad Tycoon or I mean not Railroad but Roller Coaster Tycoon. I don't know. Have I've never I've those? never played any of those games. So you stopped at this and yeah. you were done. So yeah. oh that's that's funny. I, by the way, this is this. <laughs> yeah, this is the contract negotiations. Yeah, they're showing it right now on the thing. But uh, um, you know overall. I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to even make too much of a comment on it. But what, having played the other versions, how do you think this was stacked up? Are you, are you, did you so, you know, from a sim level, this is, this is pretty much the game. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not comparably different uh, from a gameplay perspective than the other versions. Where the other versions really shine is, like I said, the quality, the, the, the colors are so much better, the animations are better, and the sound is better. So it just all together, from an audiovisual standpoint, those are the versions that you want to play. There's really no, unless you're just a, an OCS, ECS, uh, you know, uh, fanboy, there's no reason to play this version over any of the other versions. Um, the, uh, the AGA version, there's no WHD load version of it. So, um, at least not one I could find. I, I had it. Oh, really? Yeah. I only had the, uh, the, uh, the non version. Um, but uh, or maybe I couldn't get it to work. I can't remember. But I did try the AGA version on disc, and it was so slow to load. It just took forever. So, um, but anyway, uh, definitely play this either AGA if you can or the PC version. Now I will say this: just a few items here. Um, I was looking into the CD32 version of this, and from what I read on the CD32 version, you could only save your money. You can't save your park. Mm. So. Uh, um, that's, that, that's definitely something you want to consider. And I think the JAG had a very similar situation. Basically, once you turn it off, game over. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you could save the money even on the JAG. I don't know if you could or not. Uh, again, it, I, I also read that it was, a, it was a pretty buggy game. So I looked at the reviews on this thing. Uh, it reviewed great. It's probably the, I would say of all the games we've ever done, this is the one that got the best reviews. Uh, it, it, according to what I'm looking at here, it got nothing. It got one review under 90, and that was an 88. It was 92s and 93s on on everything, which is that's impressive if you mm -hmm. think about it. I mean, we've done a lot of games, so I mean, it was well received. It was very very popular. 
in terms of eBay on this one, um, there were a ton of these available. I was surprised actually. Uh, in the, and there were some, a lot in the U.S. Like right now, you can get an AGA version, uh, twenty-five bucks. You can get the no. There, there was a bunch of CD thirty-two versions that were going anywhere from seventy up, and there were people trying to finagle for big money. Uh, in the UK, there these things are cheap. You know, uh, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, no problem there. Box the big box versions go for a lot more for the CD thirty-two. But I mean, if you wanted to buy this, you could get it pretty cheap and it was like I said it was widely available so clearly this sold well and for the fact that there were US copies a lot I mean by a lot I mean like more than two mm -hmm. that's one of the few times that's happened too we don't hardly get anything over here for that so clearly it was something they marketed over here and it sold awesome so. well Aaron let's go ahead and uh, put the uh I don't know. I don't know what analogy. Put the theme park to bed. Put the theme park to bed. Close down the lights. Close that. Turn down the lights. Um, and uh, it was an interesting game, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, not my usual fare. That's yeah. for sure. Um, it's time to thank the Patreon supporters, Aaron. We've got a, a raft of new Patreon supporters this week. A raft? Uh, yeah. I've never, never heard that, that expression. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, there, that might not be a real expression. And um, but anyway. It's time to thank them in a very special way. Oh, God. So. <clears throat> I see the key. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <coughs> it's awful early, but It's never too early to thank the Patreon supporters. Ricky the Brochure, creepy dead boy, Piggy CTZ, the slow Norris, even so God Mortensen. Edvin Helen, Blendo 75 John Marshall, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, and Lauren Jones Grand W of Ebby, Britt Dowd, Elaine Denson Oh, Brian's read through a vintage Gary Hucker, see Brian Jones, a Paul Harrington, Duncan Thank you. I love that song. By the way, if it gets any larger, you're going to start doing like some real lyrically heavy, like Bob Dylan. Oh, I know, or something, I know. You know. I have to do uh, leopard skin pillbox hat. Something crazy. <laughs> and it got a Navita. You have to have a bunch of words to it. Well, if you would like your name to be added to that oh, illustrious list, uh, think about supporting us over at patreon.com slash amigos podcast. And um, Aaron, we got a, a big, it's going to be an Amigos December to Remember. It is? This month, yeah. Oh, yeah? Um, Aren't they all? They, so we've got, we've got uh, a lot of great games coming up, and it's all going to culminate on our Christmas show, which is going to be on December, uh, December, ooh, <laughs> wait a minute, that's not right. It's going to be on December 22nd. All right, December man. 22nd. That sounds good. We're going to have a, an all-star cast. Uh, John Marshall will be here. Big John. Yeah. All right. And uh, hopefully your brother will be here. Well, you know. 
Maybe, maybe we can even rope Wilcox in. Brent's more unlike, it's, we have more luck, we have a Santa Claus coming up to the Brent. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to wonder if he still exists. Maybe, maybe so, maybe not. But uh, anyway, Patreon supporters, be on the lookout. Um, I'm going to be sending out uh, special Amigos Christmas gifts. Uh, so make sure you keep checking your email for uh, instructions on that. And um, everybody else, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do have some questions in the chat here. Um, let's see. Uh, Super Scooby-Doo asks, <laughs> I see a lot, a lot of awesome games back there, but no PC Engine Turbo Graphics games. Well, that's not, hey, that's on boat. I've got awesome Turbo Graphics games back at the pad. Uh, and uh, I've got, well, that's not true. I've got about five. <laughs> but I do have Bonk, the big one. I've got a few others. Yeah, but yeah, the Turbo Graphics is great. Love the Turbo Graphics. So yeah, Boat just doesn't have one. Yeah, maybe you can bring one over just so we can display like it say, here on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I just put the box up there. I don't, I don't know if I have any boxes. I think uh, I've just got the OOT cards. And um, Duncan says, if you do turkey for Thanksgiving, do you go for something else at Christmas? Turkey is traditional in the UK at Christmas. That's funny. That someone in the Brain Trust asked that too. When I was reading, in in this country, tradition be damned. We we have turkey and chi and uh, ham. Pretty much at either one. Yeah, right. Don't yeah, you they're inter anything? they're interchangeable. Yeah, and uh, turkey. I would say that Thanksgiving does lean more turkey than Absolutely. anything else. Yeah. But at Christmas time, anything goes. Yeah, yeah, and but really often you're sick of of turkey by right. Christmas, right? And you don't have it, but we still have it sometimes. It depends on who, the person's mood. Hey, if my mom wants to fix turkey, ham, spam, whatever she's having, <laughs> buddy, I'm there. You're in. I don't care. You're in. Um, so if you have any questions uh, you'd like us to answer <coughs> on the podcast, feel free to write in at amigos at amigospodcast.com. We'd be glad to answer them. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody that's hung out in the Twitch chat with us. Early. Uh, we Not early for them, though. It's early for us. It's, it's still earlier. It's yeah. earlier, yeah. yeah. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Creepy Dead Boy, Duncan Styles, uh, Super Scooby-Doo, uh, let's see, Yurushil. Man, yeah. you gotta butcher his name again, again but he's again. gonna get on you. Edvin Helen, thank you. Uh, so thank you everybody for uh, hanging out with us in the chat today. Like I said, uh, we, oh, and Paul Harrington just showed up. So hey, Paul. Um, and so uh, we record live every week at twitch.tv slash amigos podcast. So please follow us on Twitch so you can watch live, participate in the chat. And uh, just have, have have a good time. Hopefully, we'll be back videos. to our normal Friday schedule. Yeah, I think forth. I think we should be, actually we won't be this Friday. I, I can't record on Friday. Are you we, kidding we me? We already talked about this. What We're gonna do it on Thursday. Okay. So, I don't um, remember nothing, but I'm insane. Yeah, this this Thursday we're going to record at our normal time, which will be as soon as Aaron gets here after work, sometime around five Eastern. Um, but then after that, we should be back on Fridays all the way out to at least Christmas. Um, Aaron, we haven't talked about what game we want to mystery play next game. week. Well, mystery game. Mystery game. game. I've got a few ideas, but we'll, we'll just mystery game. Okay. We only got four days. That's true. So we're about to get something good and easy in there. I've got a, I've got a couple cunning plans. That sounds great. All right, guys. Well, we will see you then. Until next time. Adios. Adios.